0: But we did speak a little bit last night for those early attendees and residents here, um, and some of our neighbors also who attended, about the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which we will discuss in greater detail on Sunday. Last night I spoke about the external or exoteric historical uh, uh, event uh, of Ch- Sri Chaitanya's appearance in West Bengal and at the at the um, at the Bay of Bengal in the Ganga Delta where the Ganges enters into the into the ocean, and we talked about the astrological uh, uh, setting of the time, full moon eclipse, and the, the astrological chart of Sri Chaitanya to. Very very briefly. And, um, and so that was uh, more of a, uh, as I say, kind of exoteric uh, discussion. We'll move to an esoteric origins, if you will, of the, of the, the, the personality, the embodiment, the ecstasy of Sri Chaitanya, um, appearing as it does timelessly. In the meditative, subjective world of, of Krishna Leela, and right in the core, of heart of that Leela. Leela means, of course, the divine play, and, and, uh, and this term most readily applies to Krishna, who's among the Hindu gods and goddesses only playing. He has no weapons. And uh, nothing to accomplish and and so to make much out of him may seem to be to make much out of nothing. he has no power it seems no weapons no nothing to no no big accomplishments, and so forth, but this is to have only a superficial reading if as I often have said, if in order to play, we're all kind of playing here. We're not working. We've taken time off from work. Those of you who are working, to come here and play for the weekend. But it requires some power to play. You have to have time off from work. You have to have the power to take time off. You have to have the power to finance the, the journey and so on and so forth. Hmm. So it takes power, the point is. To play, so he was only playing. Hmm, the thought is, he's all powerful. Hmm? He's the source of all the other gods and goddesses, all the other aspects of the divinity. Hmm? From another perspective, another way to speak about the 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 idea of of Krishna is, of course, that that Krishna, the depictions of Krishna hmm, in art, in music, in literature, are. Um, well let's say considerable indeed they uh, the, the krishna deity blends himself so readily to such descriptions in as i say in art in music in literature in drama and so forth that the, uh, these types of artistic uh, spiritual uh, expressions uh, exceed uh, overwhelmingly any other, from the Hindu ancient to modern times, uh, depiction of a god or goddess through literature, music, art, and so on. Hmm. Some of the more popular ones, like Durga Kali and uh, Shiva, of course, they, they get some, some room. But um, uh, Vishnu, but, but Krishna, the, the charming, if you will, as he is, represents the very heart, heartbeat and, and even the romantic heart of the absolute. So this is very uh, powerful hmm. uh, in a very subtle way. Powerful in terms of the extent to which, the measure to which the Krishna deity affords uh, we humans an opportunity to, if, if you will, to, to make a bond with the divinity because the leelas of Krishna, the play of Krishna that's described in Vrindavan, if you hear it from the right sources, of course, it touches on every human emotion.
1: Hmm? Hmm?
0: If you, let's go cross-culturally to the Western Savior of Jesus to try to make this point um, briefly. Um, we There was, some years back, a movie that... Mel Gibson put on of Jesus on dying on the cross. I forget the name of it. Um, Passion, of the Passion, the Passion of the Christ, something like that. Right. So it was. I didn't see it, but it was uh, a very graphic depiction of the sacrifice of, of of Jesus for humankind and so forth. And it touched certain emotional, you know, buttons in in people in the viewers, and so forth. But it touched mostly like guilt. He did that for us, and it was rather kind of a gory, and so on. Not, I'm not diminishing it in any way, but it didn't, it didn't touch on your, your romantic sensibilities or your friendly sensibilities, or other, there's a whole huge range, obviously, of, of human emotions, that it doesn't touch on that, that through which we cannot make that connection hmm. as readily by any stretch of the imagination we can with the depictions of Krishna in his leelas and Vrindavan and when we hear about them from the proper uh, sources of persons who have some experience and so forth knowledge and experience we find that as we speak about this here is the center of the divinity from the Hindu world the hmm. uh, the very kind of fountainhead of all other manifestations of divinity, as he's thought to be in the ways that I'm explaining. When we hear about his human-like leelas, we feel like he's one of us. And we connect with him because, oh, he feels like that too. He, 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 uh, his humanness comes out and we're immediately like transported into into a, into a bond. And the devotees will hear this and they'll laugh and hearing the Lila, Krishna did it. Why they're laughing because, oh, he's like us. Hmm? Mm-hmm. I see. And he forgot something. Um, he, he's worried whether Radha loves him or not. Hmm? And his friends have to counsel him and so forth. And we think, well, that's cool. We can relate to that. We have experience like that. And so forth. So it's a very powerful image, if you will, in terms of what? In terms of affording us the capacity, and through the mediums that we readily uh, uh, acquaint ourselves with for entertainment and and so forth—art, music—I mean, Krishna fits, you know, real well on your uh, iPod or whatever. You know, (laughs) it's real, real convenient. Uh, literature, uh, and so on, the arts, if you will. Hmm? The arts themselves are uh, means to kind of somewhat remove ourselves one step, if you will, one emotional step from our present reality. We go to the movies, we sit in the seat, but we're transported into the screen. Hmm? and we feel the emotions and we're in a larger than life situation where you know most of the time they live happily, happily ever after which is not our experience and the romances work out you know and the relationships are just perfect as they're supposed to be we hope they would be but they're never quite like it's just a movie but it, the point is these arts if you will they 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 seek to kind of transport us a little bit to a little beyond our immediate conditioning into a world, into a realm where all things are possible. Hmm? Something like that. Hmm? Um, and, and of course we see from the, saying from the Christian deity how much he, 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 that deity lends himself to expressions in the arts, and this for centuries now in India, even the Mughals who invaded India,
1: hmm,
0: and many of whom, obviously they were Islamic uh, um, um, adherents, and they were in conflict with the Hindus, You know, as we know today, <laughs> we're finding out. They have some tenets that, that uh, lend themselves to the idea of of conversion by by conquest conversion by the sword uh something like that mm-hmm. uh i do think it's misinterpreted by a lot of them and obviously uh, exaggerated but there's uh, uh in every religious tradition there are going to be your fundamentalists who identify with it in some fanatical way and 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 uh and and misrepresent to some extent, always appearing to be the most faithful. Hmm. Um, But as we know, it's said in common English parlance well, that weak faith requires an enemy. Hmm. So, my point here only is that even the moguls were charmed by Krishna Leela to the extent that you can find many, many miniatures, the the, the art of miniature painting, hmm? which is almost a lost art. We have a good fortune of being connected with um, Mahavir Swami from Rajasthan, who I kind of I went to Rajasthan and found him out, who's preserved this art. Hmm? He paints with a what do you call that? Magnifying glass and a, and a. A hair from the tail of a squirrel, hmm. and uh, all of the paints are organic, natural. He uses some earth and cow urine to make his yellows, golds, and so forth. For example, so we've engaged him in 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 um, some artwork. In fact, my upcoming book, he's just done the artwork for the cover on that. Um, but I think actually Gurnish and brought it up. So, uh, for me to see, because it just arrived at their place. Um, so, I mean, this is an ancient art, and, the, and, the, and you can find uh, much of this was uh, also done, much of this kind of artwork of Christian leader was done by Islamic people. There is Islamic, you know, written in Arabic, you know, their signatures and so forth. So, there's considerable evidence that they too, the Mughal kings... And their artisans, despite their opposition to the Hindu faith in particular, they were nonetheless charmed enough by Krishna Leela to depict it in art and, and celebrate. So it lends itself so much to uh, such. And all of this, again, uh, constitutes a, a extraordinary and powerful means by which we can make a bond. Hmm? with divinity, again, through music, through song, through art, uh, and so forth. This should transport us, if you will, into meditation, Hmm? into the esoteric, actually, uh, internal experience, to move on the internal landscape by using a very kind of friendly medium Hmm? that we are accustomed to use for other purposes – Using our senses in connection, let's say, with the arts and so forth, hmm? for other purposes, again, a quasi-spiritual purpose—to transport ourselves to someplace bigger, to the to this—it's to, to, kind of like to transport ourselves to what we feel life should be like. It should be without problems. It should be happily ever after. Hmm? Why? Because why do we feel like that? Because we are eternal. Hmm? We are a unit of sat. Hmm? We don't transform. The atma doesn't transform as the body does. Hmm? doesn't go through the changes of birth and death. It's eternal hmm? consciousness. It's it's full of joy. It's full of ananda.
1: Hmm?
0: We think life should be happy. Hmm? Um, and, and we... We're constantly trying to get out of darkness, if you will, by coming to the light of of knowledge. We are a unit of knowledge, a unit of knowing, a unit of loving, and a unit of enduring existence. And so it's our self that we're feeling hmm, and pursuing without proper knowledge of how to realize ourselves. So we try to realize it through things like the arts, unknowingly, unknowingly. Hmm. We don't stop and think often oh, that this is what I'm actually doing. I'm looking for enduring happiness and and knowing hmm? illumination um, in all that I do. Hmm? And of course, we are a unit of that—a unit of being, knowing, and loving—but has to be uncovered. So, when we want to have a relationship with God. That's good, but. It, And hearing about Krishna, as I'm saying, is an easy way to do that. It's a beautiful way. But now that hearing through the literature, through the song, the poems, and so much has been written. It's an incredible volume of work. Um, And over centuries and so forth. Availing ourselves to that with good guidance should then also transport us. hmm, Within. Take us within. It should still the mind. Take us within. And let us begin to traverse the inner landscape. If we want to have a relationship with God, we have to know who we are also. Hmm? Am I American, North, or Central, or a Portlander, or a Californian? Am I a man? Am I a woman? Hmm? These are all changing uh, dresses and, and in temporary rented places, if you will. North Americans become South Americans become Central Americans become Europeans become life after life this is the idea hmm? of the Vedanta of yoga hmm? of Eastern spirituality so what am I beyond all of these things hmm? and so acquaintance with that through the music and song what I am puts me in a position then to experience the lila internally enter into it become a player in that world subjective meditative world if you will which which i refer to as the real world Hmm? the consciousness world the meditative world is not just well some subjective imaginary there are certain parameters to that meditative world and there's an objective way to arrive there Hmm? we tend to uh dismiss subjectivity subjective experience in terms of its being real in modern science for any for a number of reasons but um, one of the reasons of course is well different people have different you know this guy said he talked to god that guy said he talked to god you know they he said different things and they fight with one another so why should i believe in that but of course when we come to the mystics when we come to yoga when we come to real spiritual discipline
1: hmm,
0: then despite the fact that there are there are Islamic, let's say, Sufi traditions of esoteric spiritual experience, and there are Hindu ones, and uh, there are differences within that Hinduism is a a conglomeration of different types of spiritual practices and approaches, and so forth. But all of these, and we also have Catholic mystics, for example, the Buddhists, where they're all working within certain parameters. Hmm? There's some objectivity to the subjectivity that they are pursuing, Mm -hmm. They all start with the premise that, well, what we are not is this ego, mm, this material ego, and that has to be slayed. mm. It's open season on that. mm. So it's their ego-effacing traditions to to begin with. And they have, again, if we go forward, a number of other objective criteria that that. They all determine and speak from experience this real, if you will, rather than imaginary and just mental hmm, world of subjective meditative experience, uh, what, what it's like, what it's about. There are some differences that the mystics report and so forth, but there's so much common ground, which leads us to believe that the nature of transcendence is one and varied at the same time. It has an underlying unity. Hmm, that every and ground on which all the mystics stand, and then within that, some are standing, some are sitting, some are dancing. Hmm? There are different uh, possibilities that lie there. How many? It is unlimited. Krishna says, tam sataiva pajamyam. partha If you approach me in an ego-effacing way, I reciprocate. Accordingly, in measure and in consideration of your approach. And so I'll show myself in different ways to different persons with different approaches. Even the non ego effacing approaches, I will show myself to them in some form. If you approach me for things, in other words, to add on to your ego sense of self, I may give you things, if that's what you want. It doesn't do much for me, but he said. But if that's what you want. But I'll also give them to you in a way hmm? that you'll end up being frustrated with them. Hmm? (laughs) So he's very generous, very affectionate. Some little approach even. Hmm? Hmm. Oh, Krishna, give me things. He said, don't you know the best things in life are not things? You didn't know that. Okay. You're not going to be convinced. You just want the things. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So He may give some things hmm? in such a way that you'll, in due course, realize the futility of such. And then you'll want to move away from things. Hmm? And you say, Oh God, get me away from these things. Hmm? And I bought them and now I owe for them and they don't work anymore. <laughs> 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 to see if it's kind of a simple example. But the pursuit of things, I realize, it's problematic, so... Give me knowledge. Hmm? I cannot have enduring life in connection to things that don't endure and attachments to them. So let me, give me the knowledge, the inner wisdom and experience to forego these attachments, this foolishness of pursuing enduring life in relation to things that don't endure. Hmm? So help me to get rid of things by giving me wisdom. So right. again, give wisdom also, knowledge. Hmm? things asking for things that doesn't do much for him that's not his thing hmm? asking for knowledge okay well that's getting a little closer hmm? but still in both approaches hmm? we're asking for Krishna for things we're asking for Krishna the knowledge to give up things Krishna's wondering are you ever going to ask about me you want this from me you want that from me does anybody want me? Hmm? So this is, of course, the bhakti approach. It's very powerful in that it's not about what we might want, including enlightenment. Hmm? Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whose appearance we were celebrating, he said, I don't even care about enlightenment, being free from birth and death. I only want to Bhakti. Hmm? I want bhakti not for mukti. I don't want to do bhakti so that I can get emancipation from birth and death. Hmm? I want to do bhakti for bhakti. Hmm? It's said that bhakti can give mukti, but mukti cannot give bhakti. (laughs) So you do the adding, do the math yourself, and what is the position of bhakti? So love for its own sake. It doesn't take much. I mean, this is just like we we all... it's, It's common sense. Yes, to love for something is different than loving for the sake of loving, serving for the sake of serving. Love is about giving and without expectation of return and only to the extent to which there is no expectation of return and the loving is centered on someone who can actually take everything. Hmm. We experience the fact that the giving is the receiving. Hmm. But this is very central, of course, to the the Krishna-Bhakti tradition. Hmm. And uh, so that's what we're celebrating. We cannot celebrate the, the divinity, the appearance in the world of Sri Chaitanya, some... 500 years ago without also talking about the the ex- ex- exoteric as I was saying external historical account hmm? and uh, of course we talked about the method to his madness and uh, and uh, and some of the underlying philosophy and so forth to his um, his dispensation but we have to also talk about the uh, kind of timeless appearance of Sri Chaitanya and how this arises deep within the romantic life of Radha and Krishna, depicted in the great uh, sequel, if you will, philosophically speaking, to the Bhagavad Gita, the, the Bhagwat mm. Purana, Srimad Bhagwatam, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, affectionately referred to as the Bhagwat. I like that. Uh, so we go into the Bhagavat a little bit on uh, Sunday. I'm just giving you an overview of what to expect here. <laughs> and uh, we, we try to talk about the esoteric origins of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the reasoning behind the spiritual reasoning behind his appearance, and then maybe and then we also maybe try to follow that with um, what was the result how to start it and what, what what it was the result, whether he was successful, uh, to what extent. So that's a little forecast. And, but then tomorrow is, 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 a, is a separate but related uh, event and that we celebrate the appearance of the guru, our guru in the world, in our lives and so forth. Um, this was always a big day for me, um, for my guru, so I'm your guru, most of you, so I know it's important to you, so we, we honor that. It's, it's, um if we don't, it won't be fair to you you won't have a chance to show your affections uh, and so forth so so we <laughs> it's, uh, yeah kind of an Indian birthday party, if you will. (laughs) So we'll do it with uh, Indian cultural, spiritual, whatever, rituals and whatnot that may look a little foreign to some here in the West, but that's all they are. You know, in in America we go like this. Hello, In India we go like this. That's the same thing. It's different and you might want to. Think of the reasoning behind... I'm not sure what the reasoning behind this one is, but I know about this one. <laughs> so uh, we do that, and that'll be in the morning at 10. Of course, we gather at 5 in the morning. I have some reading. I'll read a short section tomorrow from my forthcoming book. This, uh, the first chapter deals a little bit with the guru phenomenon, so I'll read a little something from that. And then um, that's early in the morning. Hmm. Oh. Got to get up for that one. And then uh, there will be fasting in the morning mm. until midday. And so then I think at 10 o'clock we're scheduled to meet here. And I'll, I'll speak something up, uh, tomorrow from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila about some of his... Um, something in relation to the, to the, the, the principle of, of a guru and disciple, well, the guru-disciple relationship and how it, it uh, played out in a significant way in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life, um, um, so that should be uh, of interest. And uh, then that will, then with midday, we'll have a feast. And then again, we'll gather in the evening. Some of you have written some eulogies and whatnot, and so I'll be looking those over. And maybe I'll try to. In the evening, we'll maybe highlight some, read some, and you can ask questions and so forth. So this is. Uh, that's what we've got planned. Uh, I should mention that on Sunday, typically on the Gore Purnim, the, the full moon, which was yesterday, that of this this month, that we celebrate Shri appearance. There's fasting until moonrise, hmm? mm-hmm. and so we did that yesterday. So this is kind of an extended festival, as I said, for the weekend. So uh, we will have some breakfast on Sunday. Mm-hmm. lighter breakfast, but there will be a big feast in the evening, just after the evening uh, chanting an Arctic, which was just uh, conducted here before I, I came in. So, again, that's the, the schedule. I was just going to ask for questions tonight, but I got into I'm off on a tangent. So, are there any questions? What time is it? Seven, seven. Any questions tonight about anything? Any subject is all right. Yes. I saw an installation of the Sudarshan Chakra, and uh, it's supposed to be representing representation of Krishna or Chaitanya.
1: And you were talking today about the variegatedness of everyone that's
0: connected. And in that, what I got from that, from it, just says it spoke that all the spokes. He's like, there's 360 spokes, but then it, each, it describes each of the, each of the different types. of Spokes like down to three, and then down to one spoke of the Sudhashan Chakra. And the Christians
1: all these things, but it's yet yeah, it's one. So,
0: uh huh. So, the variegated but one, one, one in difference. Where did you see that?
1: Uh, they, had, they installed the Sudhashan Chakra at the, the Berkeley Temple. So, hmm. It was two and a half hours, and I watched it, I listened
0: to the prayers. And what do they put him next to Jagannath there? Yeah, put him next to him. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. is there a relationship of the Sushumna Chakra to Chaitanya? Not so much. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because the chakra is um, the chakra is is a uh, it's a disc. It's 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 uh, it's a weapon. It's the... Vishnu holds certain weapons for well, not he holds chakra and a mace in two hands and a lotus and a conch in the other so the lotus and the conch are for the devotees and the chakra and the mace are for the non devotees so there's you know got to speak to people um, you know in terms of what they're like <laughs> so so uh yeah you know, yeah so so that's his position and he's always establishing dharma hmm. mm and uh, so forth. And so, he, uh, he is a rule guy. And he's a partial manifestation of Krishna, of course. And, uh, but in the full face of Krishna, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is being Krishna and Radha combined, mm. as it's thought, um, we don't uh, find the, the, uh, that he carried any such weapons. In fact, it's said that the weapons of Sri Chaitanya were his arms that he raised like this while dancing and chanting Hare Krishna here at the feet. His six-armed arms. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dancing two arms. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes he showed, I'm Krishna, I'm Ram, I'm... and so forth. Two different devotees for a moment. But overall, his way, if you will, of... um, Moving in the world was out of ecstasy and, and charm and beauty and so forth um, were the means by which he conquered over, not by chakras and mesas and so on and so forth. Indeed, uh, what came to my mind when I asked you, to say they installed the Sudarshan Chakra with Jagannath And you said yes, which is a typical thing. The Jagannath is a certain representation of of Krishna in in Dwarka. But when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Krishna, when he saw Jagannath, he saw he saw Bumsidhari. And where is Bumsidhari tonight? uh, He's coming. An hour or so. Okay. Bumsidhari means. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. That's one of our students, but. Uh, uh, Bamsidhari means the flute. Bear who carries the flute? This is Krishna's weapon. The flute. Hmm? He plays the flute, and and it's said that stone turns into water, and water turns into stone. Cows give milk, and and so it's a it's a weapon, but it's obviously very you know it's a very charming one. So. He saw, when he had a darshan of Jagannath, he saw Jagannath wearing the peacock feather and a flute.
1: Hmm.
0: You didn't see him in terms of the chakra and aishwarya, the majesty and the godhood, but rather the charming Krishna. He saw in Jagannath Krishna looking for Radha, and that's why his arms are... Drawn in like this, and his eyes are big, and he's very like, What happened to that guy, that, that deity? What happened to him? And Mahaprabhu's perspective as Krishna is Krishna's looking for Radha, and without Radha, he's like undergoing these bodily transformations of, of ecstasy. That's what the, the kind of spiritual moment of the deity that he perceived and that, that moved him, and that, that that his whole experience in that in, seaside town where. Jagannath is the deity of Puri, in India. It, it revolved around that that vision. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Jagannath is means Jaga, Nath, Nath means Lord, and Jaga means the world. So it's a very general title, hmm. and all types of pilgrims of all types of religious persuasions within within Hinduism and even outside of that, um, tantric Buddhists and so forth, the Jains, they come to Jagannath Puri to see Jagannath. They all have different ideas of who he is, because, you know, who he is? These <laughs> has got these arms like this, this kind of head is kind of like a triangle, and, you know, these big eyes. And So who he is. Hmm? He lends himself in this form to different religious conceptions and different types of worship. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Puri, hmm, of course, and he had a certain vision. And then, when you look at the, all these different visions, you think, "Oh, his, this is his. His came to what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw came to prevail, if you will, mm-hmm. as the kind of uh, most penetrating insight into who this uh, this, th- this deity is, mm-hmm. and the whole Chaitanya tradition of Chaitanya Vaishnavism is has so much um, to do with that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, flute. Give him a flute down there.
1: Yeah,
0: I Merly mean, the 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 Dar is another another name for the flute carrier, yeah. The Merly is a type of flute, Merly Dar Das.
1: Yes. anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we've got we've got flute flute carriers. He plays a flute too, a bamboo flute some You should play it tonight Some. Sure. <laughs> people will hear it and think. He's out there. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Yeah, we hear it every now and then, you know. After the kirtans, sometimes it's just, we let, you know. I remember, you know, we've been here for a number of years, and when we first came the first year, we we lived in tents and, um, you know, showered from a bag hanging on a tree and so forth. And uh, it was uh, summer, we moved in the summer. And um, and it was a rough winter, but but the summer uh, was pretty good. And one night, I remember, I, I got up sleeping right out here in, in the flat area. I got up to, to the answer to the call of nature, and it was a full moon, and the stars were out. and uh, I, I almost started looking for Krishna behind the tree. I, He's got to be here somewhere. This is incredible. So... It's a very beautiful setting we have. we were very blessed to have this setting. All of our settings in Costa Rica and in Asheville, North Carolina are very, very beautiful. But this is the first of our ashrams and, and he's here. He's here in the hearts of the devotees. So, so his cows are here too. Bhagavan, Shri Krishna, What else? Another question? Is today Jagannath Mishra's? Is there some some pastime with Jagannath Mishra and uh, Sachin Mata?
1: appearance,
0: like Nandotsava, the day after Krishna's appearance, after his birth, then there are various rituals that his parents and associates and so forth perform. So, similarly with yeah, this is the Jagannath Mishra. Mm Mahotsu, something like that. Um, And there's a description of that in Chaitanya Mm Shirtamartam, briefly. Mm -hmm. Supposed to be feasting today after fasting yesterday. So, we had Pukora's for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) It was my doing. I arranged that. Okay, so anything else? You' all have your place of uh, resting over your roommates and all have some heat
1: We're next, well the
0: down there. Oh, you're you're down in good yeah. okay all right, so we'll stop there. We'll meet tomorrow morning. See you in guru Gauranga ke jaa ara govinda ke jaa parmanand ke jaa radhaji gopal ke jaa gova bhakta vinda ke jaa bhut